So here's what the Bible says, John 2, start on verse 2. All right. On the third day, a wedding took place. I'm sorry, verse 1. On the third day, a wedding took place at Canaan, Galilee. Jesus and his mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus and his mother said to him, they have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied. My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first. And then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you saved the best to now. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first 
of the signs through which he revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. Amen. All right. There's a couple of things that I want to I wanna point out to you. Uh, one is this, right? One is real simple, real quick, that Jesus and his disciples have been invited. Now, if you study, you know, the history, nobody knew who Jesus was yet. He had to perform many miracles. It wasn't like later on with all the crowds are chasing him because they want a blessing, they want a miracle, they want a healing, they want God. At this point, nobody knew who he was, and, and it's very possible that the only reason he's invited is because, because his mother Mary, her influence, got him into the party, all right? But the thing is this, that he was invited and that he attended is a big deal in the story for me. Because nowadays, right, we have too many Christians where they get saved, they're going to heaven, they go to Bible study, they join a church, and they no longer have any influence outside in their jobs, in their families, in their communities. They leave the world, so to speak, and they kind of hide out, and it's us four, and no more, and that's not what Christ has called us to do. We're not called to be of the world, but we're called to be in the world, all right? And we, we're called to be the salt and the light. Basically, what Jesus did and what Jesus does, and just anybody here going to get married soon, it's a wonderful thing to put Jesus Christ on the invitation list. All right? That's just for free of getting married. What a great deal what they did. They invited Jesus to the wedding. Amen? Okay. So now, Jesus was invited. He showed up. We need more Christians who are, in fact, invited. We need more Christians that are invited. we got too many Christians being avoided, not invited. All right? And we want to raise up Christians that you are invited, where, you're, where you understand compassion, where you understand acceptance, and when you know when to speak and when to listen. And when, you know, the Bible says real clearly that, you know, be quick, right? Quick to listen and slow to speak, right? It's the other way, but you know what I'm saying, right? And, and, and my friend says, God gave you two ears and one mouth so you can listen more and talk less. Amen? And so we need more Christians that... that, that invited, where people like having them around, where people appreciate you, where you're not a nag, you're not a nuisance, you're not holier than thou. And let me tell you what Jesus did when he went, and I love this. Jesus sanctified wherever he would go. Wherever he would go became sanctified by his presence. And what we call that in this place is we call that Christians who are thermostats, not thermometers. Right? Christians that when they go wherever they go, that because they're there and they bring the presence of God with them, stuff changes. Like the thermostat, amen. If you one little switch of a thermostat and it can change the whole atmosphere of the room, amen. Praise the Lord. So, so Jesus was sanctified wherever he went. We need more Christians to be out there, to be out there mingling, to be out there ministering, loving, caring. Now, here's another thing. Mary, right, was, he got invited. So please, ask yourself, are you, are you somebody who's invited or are you someone who's avoided? And be honest with yourself. You know, just, just a good, take an inventory of yourself. Do people like having you around? Do, you, do they invite you around? Or do you like, and, and, and this is a very important question. I had a brother who ended up, and he was not from me in another state. He said, you know, I go to this church, and I've been going to church for nine months. And, and he said, nobody came to see me in the hospital. Right? I, I said, wow, man, that's pretty sad. I, I said, did you ever get anybody's number? Did you ever go to coffee with anyone? Did you, does anybody know you were there? You know, I said, because you, you're, you're, if you don't, imp, if you don't, you know, relate to people. If you don't hang out with people, if you don't let people, and how are they supposed to know, you know? And the other thing, if you know, if you know, if you don't go visit somebody in the hospital, then maybe you should be careful about expecting somebody to visit you. Right? That's a little more practical, too practical for home. All right? 
But you gotta be, we got to be able to engage in people's lives. We've got to be able to be, have impact and have influence. So he goes, and Mary goes, and they're all there. And scholars say there's six of them, right? There's only six disciples at this time, but that, that's not important to me. So they go, and Mary finds out that they have what you call a problem. There's a problem. What's the problem? They have, the, like, the wine is gone. Right? I'm thinking, man, they must have invited some of my cousins. They stole the wine. Bendito, you know? Like, a good Hispanic party. Somebody got hold where the, where the stash was, and now it's gone. You know? They finished the wine, and in those days, you can even get a, a financial fine for, not, for running out of food or, or, or wine in those days. And it will be a, a social and could be some financial problems because you ran out of wine. So anyway, but Mary, first thing is this. She, she must know the people enough where she cares, all right? Where she cares, she becomes aware of the problem, she cares about the problem, and she does what every Christian should do. She does something, this little thing that she does, we need more Christians to do it. We got too many, and listen, we got too many miserable, depressed, downtrodden Christians, and let me tell you why. It's always about them. They got a self-centered, self-obsessed. There's always about them, what they're going through, my problems, my situation. We need more Christians who understand it's not about you. That he died on the cross for you. Your life was purchased and he wants to use you now for his glory and his honor. And if you, stay, if you keep saying me, 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 it's not good. It's not good. All right? There's a phase for that. When you're an infant, there's a time when we need to feed you. We need to change your diaper. To, after that, you got to grow up. You got to feed yourself. All right? Okay, so now, here's the situation. She is aware first about her friend's problem. She got to be down. She got to be a little bit closer than normal just to know that this problem exists. All right? Because she got to be trusted. All right? She's aware, and now she cares, and here's what she does. She brings the problem to Jesus. Simple. Not that deep. She's aware that her friends, I don't know if you have friends. I hope you have friends. All right? Oh, some people don't. You know, if we went around the room and said, who's your best friend in the church? And then who's your best friend outside the church? And we would ask, some people would be like, well, I think I'll, I'll, I'll pass on this question. You know? And, do you have friends? Do you have, do you have people you socialize with on a regular basis? Whatever. Okay, so now she was aware, she cared, she, and she did something. She brought the problems to Jesus. We need more Christians that you see that your neighbors are fighting. You see that he comes up drunk. You see them. You see, you see the kids out on the corner selling drugs. You see them getting turned up. You see, you see the stuff. We need you to become aware, and then we need you to care, and then we need you to bring that, and we call it stand in the gap. Intercede for your friends and your family. Just don't say bendito. Just don't say, oh. Don't say. Listen, we need men and women who will intercede, who will stand in the gap for their friends and family, that you, you would approach the throne of grace. We have the prayer request cards, right? At least take time to fill out two or three of these for your friends and your family. Let not everyone for the last 11 months be about you. Hello, somebody. All right? Just fill out another one at least. For somebody in your job that you might not like. Pray, let's just bring somebody. Bring somebody to Jesus. Say, God, I, just, I don't like them, but I know you love them, so I'm bringing them to you. You know? And, and I want them to get saved and go to church, but just not my church. You know? All right. Praise the Lord. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hallelujah. We'll edit that out. We'll edit that, we'll edit that out, the CD, before you put that on the internet. Thank you very much. Okay. 
So they were invited. She brought the problem to Jesus. Now, here's another quick thing that's important, right? Jesus addresses her. Like, when she comes to Jesus, because a lot of people, we have this misconception about Jesus. Even today, we think that he's a genie in a bottle. And that we rub the bottle and get me the new car. We rub the bottle, I want the promotion. We rub, and that he's supposed to give us everything and anything we want. And that's not the case. All right? Some of the things that you want, if he gives it to them, you won't be here next week. I'm talking to somebody. I know you act like I'm not. I know you can't say hallelujah, but say at least say ouch. All right? All right? So, so sometimes, so, so one of the things is what happens. So she goes to Jesus, and here's her response, right? And, and, listen, and, and in those days, it's not, a, it's not a disrespectful response. It's actually a, a response of reverence. And so, but, it, but I'm Puerto Rican, or, or to be more, have more integrity, I'm New York Rican, all right? And I come from a Hispanic home. And if I talk to my mother the way it seems like Jesus spoke to his mother, you get slapped in the mouth. Not that complicated, right? If my mother says, Raymond, vete ayuda, whatever, go help these. I talk Spanish, we'll be in trouble. All right. Raymond, go help these people with whatever, the neighbor. And I say, woman. Right? right. As soon as I say woman, or in my, the NIV says, dear woman, She'd be like, get the, get the, you know what I mean? Like, a quick, you know, a quick. So, so he says, you know, woman, dear woman, so many translations. He says, why do you involve me in this? My time has not yet come. And then here's something that she, Mary's, I like Mary. I'm going to just preach a series on Mary and get everybody upset. Mary's a warrior. Mary's a gladiator. Mary don't get the props that she deserves. Listen, you got mighty men of God that they, they write books about that don't respond like Mary responded when God called her. All right? So anyway, so, so all right. So Mary, she, and if it was in my house, in my house, if it was too public, my mother would put, dig her nails in my skin real quick. All right? She goes, Pera que llegamos a la casa. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm going to see you. I'll see you later. We'll deal with this later, right? So I have these claw marks in my arms for a week, you know, or even worse, if, if she'll pinch me, and I get this black, you know, nobody pinches like my mother. You know what I mean? Like, and so, so anyway, he, here's the point of this. He, it doesn't seem like a wonderful response. It doesn't seem like she got the response she wanted. And she does a couple of things. That the, she doesn't let his response, his initial response, frustrate her. He doesn't, she, she doesn't let his initial response distract her. But in, in my mind, I would have been like, you know who you're talking to? Now it's about me. Woman, you know, what are you talking I'm going to smack the taste out of your mouth. What's wrong, you know? Because I would have made it about you disrespecting me. You're talking to me like that. What do you think? You th it would have been about it. Of course, my friend got a problem. I don't like the response. Now it's about me. And I just lost focus. And I forgot why I'm approaching the throne of grace in the first place. I forgot, and it was like that a lot of times. And I try to teach you, you got to learn how to be focused. I did the whole keep your eyes on Jesus thing. But even in ministry, if the sound don't go right, you got to be focused. If you're preaching and somebody comes in drunk, this is because I was worship. Some people come in drunk. Or some people like to suck their shoelaces while they're in church or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? You have, yeah. Yeah, some people, you, you, you're going to get that later. You see somebody in the street, they're going to be like this, and you're going to understand what I'm talking about. All right. But you got to learn how to be focused. You don't know how to focus. Focus, focus, keep the focus. And so Mary smooth. She did like a Mayweather on, on Jesus. And she was, she was like, she was like, you know, she, she, 
She didn't bother me. She didn't, she didn't let it bother her. She didn't get distracted. She didn't get frustrated. She didn't get discouraged. Right? She, she, she took that and said, just do whatever he says. Right? She didn't, she just, she didn't miss a beat. And some Christians, when we're ministering to people, when we're evangelizing, when we're teaching, when we're, and we, we miss the mark, we get caught up with it. It's a stay focused on what your assignment is. Stand your ground. Don't be moved. Don't let the, the devil's going to come. He has snares. He has traps. She was like, no, I ain't having that. Just do whatever he says. Right? And so that's a big deal. Now, listen, what she says is one of the great. Listen, the first power move that Mary can teach us is she brought the palm to Jesus. The second power move is she told the service, do. Somebody say, do. No, somebody say, do. She told him, do whatever he says. Listen, whatever problem you get, I don't care if it's financial, if it's maritable, if it's maritable, if it's maritable, all right, you can marry it, all right. If it's your children, if it's mental illness, if it's, emo- if it's anxiety disorder, if it's drug addiction, alcoholism, if it's pornography, if it's depression, whatever your problem, whatever your problem is, if you would just do what Jesus is asking you to do, that problem will move out of the way, and that glory will come with Christ. If you would just do, if you would just do, if you would just do, so many people here. Two people, no, I don't know. I said, brother, brother, you know your problem? I don't know. So if you're wrong, what's your problem? I know, Pastor, I know. And they quote the scripture to me. I'm like, yeah, you're right. They're saying all the right things, but you're not doing. Do the right. Do. She said, that, that's, listen, that's the key to success. Just do. Listen, he, so, all right, so he told the service. So the service, okay, these ceremonial, you know, these things over here for, that are used for ceremonial cleansing, they, the hands get dirty, they use it to clean their hands, all this other stuff. It's a long day. It could be a week long. Those, he said, I want you to fill those with water. There's 115 meters in each one, let's say. All right? Gallons and gallons in each one. So, first of all, that's hard work. They can't just go to the faucet with the manguera and put, you know. All right? That's hard work. All right? And that's tough. So, and sometimes it takes work. Sometimes the pastor is not dominant. She can't deliver. Sometimes the teacher can't do it. Sometimes, sometimes you've got to do the work. Sometimes the counselor, the sponsor, the, no, it's about you doing what you have to do so that you can get your breakthrough. Amen? Okay. So, hallelujah. So what happens is this. So he says, do that. And then, so they do it. Because these guys are incredible, these servants. We need more servants like that. Some people say, brother, can you do this? For me? I just got my certificate from a bundle life. You want me to do that? Send somebody who didn't graduate from a bundle life be doing that? You know what I mean? I'm like, you got a certificate to do what? You got a certificate to go drive that lady home? What's wrong with you? You know? And so, anyway, we got people that don't. All right, so they do it. They go and they do it. And then he asked for another request. He says, I want you to take the water. From there and bring it to the mass of the banquet. Now that ceremony that's used for cleaning hands, it, it, it could be sometimes, right? Sometimes when God asks you to do something, it's not practical. It doesn't seem like it makes sense. Sometimes when God does something, it might require a, a, a little bit, and you might get in trouble if you do it. I remember somebody blessed me with something. Like I got blessed, boom, I got blessed with something, and I'm like, man, I'm so grateful I got this thing. 
Hallelujah, glory to God. And then God said, give it to somebody else. I was like, I rebuke the devil in Jesus. You know what I mean? And, and so, so God gave me, and then God said, give it, you know. And many times, and God's been doing that more frequently. I'm blessing you so you can be a blessing to others. And the more you be a blessing to others, the more I can bless you. But you're not blessable because you want to hoard the blessings. You're blocking your blessings. You don't know how to be generous. You don't know how to give. Okay, praise God. So they go and they, they, and they do it. They do something that, I don't know, what they, they're going to give the massive bank of water, and, and, it could, and it could be dirty water. It could be an insult, the master of the banquet, the guy that they put in charge. And they do it. They listen to Mary. Maybe some of us should listen to Mary too. And they go and they bring it to, and the master of the banquet says, Wow. I've been to a couple of parties over here where you do your weekends and the body quads and the thing and that. And, and, you, and, and usually, when you guys have parties, you bring out the Bacardi rum first, from Kanya, you do your thing. And then. And then when people start drinking, they get a little bit tipsy, you bring out the watered-down stuff, the diluted stuff, you know, the, the no-name brand stuff, right? You're laughing because you did that. You shouldn't be, anyway, no more drinking. But I'm saying, but, so he's saying, but he's saying, so you, 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 you brought, you saved the best for last. And listen, and think about that, because many times he would do a miracle and preach a sermon. He can explain, listen, um, if, this, if, if there was a sermon that he would preach right now, it would be this. The world always gives you something good in the beginning. The first one is free. I don't know if you heard that before. All right? The world will give you, say, oh, it feels good, tastes good, smells good. Oh, you ain't never had a party like this. Right? And then at the end, it leaves you with nothing cheap, empty. Jesus gives you the best. He gives you the best. Listen, no, no, he gives you the best. All right? And, and so, so what happens is that you can, you can get with this, what the world has to offer. It's cheap and empty and leaves you unfulfilled. It leaves you at some point in a situation. Or you can have what Jesus has to offer. And, and you ain't got to worry about running out of what Jesus got. And, and, and this, he'll give it to you right here, right now, till the day he comes, or the day you go home. Amen? Okay, so, so the, the master, you say the best for last, and okay, great, I'm going to let that go. So here's what happens, a couple of things, all right? God's glory is demonstrated, and the disciples put their, that's what, it's a sign, it's a, it's a sign. There's two words for sign in, in, in the original language. The first one is dunamis, all right? There's one word for sign, dunamis, which is which, dynamite, dunamis, power. And the other, the other word for sign is, 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 is Simeon here. S-I-M-E-O-E-I-N, Simeon, all right? Something like that, all right? Simeon. It's not, it's not Simon, it's Simeon. So I spelled it right. You're laughing. You better go get a dictionary, and you're going to come back and replant, all right? Very good. So anyway, so this word Simeon means, means sign. It means a sign. And, and, and if you know anything, I just moved to New Jersey, right? I've been in New Jersey five days, and, and the GPS is messed up. Right? The devil attacked my GPS. Whenever I, when I cross the Holland Tunnel, it, it messes up my GPS. The GPS has lost its signal. And I don't know where I'm going to go now. So I got I to gotta watch the signs. And, and listen, the, I don't care what the, where the sign is at. I care where the sign is pointing me to. All right? And the sign is supposed to be something that points you to something greater than itself. You see what I'm saying to you? That miracle was a sign. So that his disciples 
can, he can demonstrate his glory, and they can put their faith in him. Now listen, we, right now, like, like for us, uh, uh, my, we, we, people, that, that's, it's crazy. I can like, think about um, so many miracles that happened here in one week. In one week, my friend went to detox, my family went to detox, my brother-in-law got saved, this guy came out of prison, he got saved, that one found a place to live, that one found a job. Miracle after miracle after miracle, like God's provision, God's power, God's good. They were going to get a divorce, they're not getting divorced no more, they're getting counseling. Her son came back home, whatever it might be, it's miracle. Oh, you, we don't appreciate it too much. Every day they're like in awe, like, whoa, did you see that? Like, did we, you know, they're like bugging out, did you, that... He's like, yeah, that just happened. You know, it's crazy, all right? And so this sign was so that they could put their faith in him and, his, and, and he, could be, he could be glorified. Amen? So here's what happens. Today, what does that have to do with today? We still need signs. We still need people who point to something greater than themselves. We need signs. We need people that, that the way they walk... That the way they live, the way they treat other people, the way they handle catastrophes, that the, the way they suffer, listen to the words I'm using, that the way they suffer, the way they go through pain, the way they go through trials, the way they go through, that it's a sign that yo, you should be losing your mind right now. And you're singing that song, uh, you know, all to Jesus I surrender. Or you're singing, you know, well, you, you should be, you should be, you should be talking. You should be, you should be going crazy. You should be depressed. But here you are worshiping God. And we need people that are living in such a way that it points, that it provokes people to investigate the God that they serve. Are you listening to me today? We need signs because we have to worship. We need signs. I don't know if you hear me. We need signs. The world is dying and hurting, and they need to know that Jesus Christ is alive and well and still in the miracle-making business.
Jesus is about Jesus. 
Scripture. What is the meaning of against you? No weapon was against you shall prosper. So what is the meaning of against you? But you want to understand because you stand with Jesus and you don't want to tell you that is why the Holy Spirit used this Jesus, okay? So he was a piece of bonus. What's a bonus? Somebody was fighting. Church, what do you think you're looking at church for? But God wants you to join the church, get disciples. 
We need to be notorious. You need to stand on God's word. People say, Pastor Raymond, you're pretty cool, man. Please don't tell me you believe Jesus Christ is the only way. Well, I appreciate that you think I'm pretty cool. But let me tell you, he is absolutely the only way. No one comes to the Father, only through the Son. If you go to Buddha's, Buddha's tomb, you go to uh, the Prophet Muhammad's tomb, you go, they, have, they have a tomb where they have their remains there. You go to Jesus' tomb, it's empty. No one defeated death but Jesus. You understand what I'm no, oh, So, the point, and listen, many people died for their faith, and were, no one has raised from the dead yet, only Jesus. He overcame death. Okay, so many people know church that stand on God. Yes, that's what we believe. Uh, you can believe whatever you want. I love you, but this is what I believe. I'm not going to compromise what I believe to, to tickle your ears. Are you with me? I got to go. The N is for notorious, the E is for extraordinary. Warrior, immovable, right? Notorious and extraordinary. Listen, no, this is what, what notorious, uh, uh, extraordinary means. Going beyond what is usual, right? Regular or customary. I don't want to be just another Christian. In fact, being a Christian is no big deal. The Bible doesn't even talk about Christians too much. Three times the Bible says Christians. I think one of them is, I think two of them are derogatory terms, or one of them is derogatory terms. But it talks about disciples. I don't want to be just another Christian. I don't want to be just another uh, 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 uncle. I don't want to be just another recovering addict. I don't want to be, I want to be different. I want to be more than, I want to be, I want to stand out. I want to glorify God. I want to just sit down and do nothing with my life and let it pass by. I want God to do something in me and do something through me. I don't want to be regular or usual. In fact, even if I want to be regular or usual, I'm not regular and usual. You guys, you, you can't, you, you, you don't drink like a normal person. Right? You don't eat chocolate like a normal person. You, there's something special about you. Yeah. You know, a normal, you know, yeah, all right. I got to go. So listen to what I'm saying to you. God wants to do, and listen, anybody here, my brother who just came up, I mean, this, I didn't say chocoloco at 9 o'clock. I just came out there. The Holy Spirit gave me that. Yes, signs. 
And so God wants, might be speaking to him, and maybe God is speaking to you. But listen, God can do something great in you if you say yes. If you say, I don't want to live the way I've been living. I'm going to give you control of my life. I'm going to surrender. I live my life, and it didn't work out too good. I'm going to let you drive the car. Every time I drive, I end up in a car accident. Today is the day where I want to be turned into a warrior. I want to be immovable. I want to be notorious because of the way I live. And I want to do extraordinary things in me and through me. Hallelujah. God can do that. God can change you today. Now, the first thing is this. You've got to know Jesus because Jesus is the one that changes people. Jesus is the one that molds people. Jesus is the one that heals hearts. Jesus is the one that restores for them. Jesus does it. The church is supposed to point to Jesus. The pastor points to It's only Jesus. So today, you've got to come to and You've got to say, okay, this is hard. I have questions. I don't know about this. i got this. But today, he's not, if, if it wasn't so, you wouldn't be here. Not that deep. Forget our theology. Forget science. We can t- talk about children passing out to the pastor. Gus, they got answers for you. Me, if you sweat. That's it. So, but he's knocking on your door, man. Beloved, he wants to be, he wants to just transfer. He wants to, I was a dirty, filthy drug addict. I was messed up. Edwin was a, was a Buddhist. He was crazy. He didn't know how to come and say. He was messed up. <laughs> and one day, Yeah.